Bright Suns, you're now listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Punch it, Chewie! What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle. The beginning. <laughs> So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect. So this is where the fun begins. Ha 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 ha! What are you talking about? This is madness. What did he just say? Join the conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars friends! Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinan, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Show on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me today are my wonderful Star Wars friends... This is Josh, and to quote the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, everybody's got a price, and everybody's going to pay. I can't do the laugh, though. Yes. I'm Justin. I came for the Star Wars, and I stayed for the Friends. There you go. Oh, hey. That's like a full house thing, right? More Uncle Jesse talk. We're just going to continue that conversation. Put that on the t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. Came for the Star Wars, stayed for the But Josh, you know, it'll cost you. Right? Uh, oh, sure. can't this wait to just true. keep running that through this whole episode. Fantastic dialogue. <laughs> so, hey, li- everyone listening, I- we just want to extend our sympathies to uh, anyone that's been affected by what's going on. Uh, not only has this affected us in America, it's affected countries all over the world. We know we, we have Star Wars friends all over the world uh, getting hurt by coronavirus right now. So, you know, just understand that we, we are also going through our own situations over here. Uh, none of this is easy. None of this is fun. This is unprecedented. This is a, a global pandemic. This is, uh, this is something that none of us have ever seen in any of our lives before so you know we uh we made a mission to continue doing the star wars friends because we feel that uh it, you know we just got to bring some positivity into the world we got to do our part it makes me feel better doing this episode i almost didn't do this episode because there's just so much going on in my personal life and um i it was just really important that i get on with the guys and, and just talk star wars i mean that's what that's what we're here yeah. for man we we are um our message is to spread positivity, do what we can to keep people, um, you know, vibing and vibing good about the wars and that, you know, we're just going to keep pushing on. And I don't know what the next few weeks, what the next month or anything's going to look like beyond that. You know, it's just, we're going day to day here, but I can promise you that we're going to do our part at Star Wars Friends to, to give you guys something to listen to, give you guys something to maybe laugh at, give you guys, uh, hopefully some, some distraction from what's going on and, and whatever you're battling in your personal life and just know once again we're we're going through our own stuff and and i want 
want everyone to understand that we have our, you know, you have our sympathies and, uh, you know, you can always hit us up. You can always contact us on social. You can always contact us via email, show at starwarsfriends.com. But just know you're not alone. We're all going through this together and uh, we're going to do our part at Star Wars Friends. Just keep it going strong. Yeah, and as a suggestion, knowing from experience in painting my basement today, if you have, <laughs> if you have miniature figures for Star Wars Legion Rebellion, if you've got little X-wing vehicles, Armada vehicles, if you've got Black Series figures, and you've got the paint and you've got the brushes, break it out. Take some time. Yeah, take yeah. your mind off things. Like find a good distraction. Paint. Like I just found it satisfying painting my basement today. It was great, but yeah. I'm, would much would have rather painted little miniature figures. <laughs> it's more exciting, but yeah. um, find something to do to take your mind off of it too. It, it relieves stress. It really does help a little bit. So uh, do something that you enjoy or maybe haven't done in a while. Read a book, watch yeah. a movie. We're all going to be watching TV. So find something else to do. Yeah. And that's a good point, Justin. I know a lot of people out there are starting to write fanfic and uh, I've seen a lot of tweets Ooh. just browsing through when I have a moment of free time. And uh, there are a lot of people who are turning to yeah. fanfic or reading. And that's a great point, Justin. If anyone out there wants book recommendations, I mean, you're this is the podcast to come to. Hit us up for any novel recommendations, any books out there. And I'm more than happy to talk about any of those with you guys. So if you hit us up on Twitter, please, uh, you know, ask for suggestions we are definitely down to uh to talk about them you know yeah yeah and comic books as well and yeah. and um i have i've actually i'm chugging along because of the the uh extra free time i've been chugging along and i've finished the first run of dr afra yesterday oh so. it's so good oh yeah I love Dr. Afra. I can't wait for the, the new series to start back up. That's a great book. I was very skeptical on Dr. Afra when it first came out because, you know, you got C-3PO, an evil C-3PO, an evil R2, and an evil Chewie. And I was like, what? What is this, dude? Really? Like... BD and Triple Zero? Yeah, I love them. I mean, here, to be great. clear, to be clear, I lo now love everything about Dr. Afra in the series. But when it first came out, I was definitely a little like... Had my my eyebrow raised. It uh, <laughs> was like, wait a second, dude. This is, uh, you know, it w didn't seem too original. But over time, right? You read the story, you're like, oh shit! Like this is actually really this is a great story. And of course, you learn her relationship with Darth Vader over that time, and then obviously with her family. The further along you get into the story, and it's just really great. Also. Dr. Aphra pops up in a, in a recent comic book. I don't want to give away which one it is, but Dr. Aphra shows up in a non-Dr. Aphra comic book uh, mm. that just came out in the last month, and it's a pretty badass cameo. So um, don't want to spoil. Not in the spoiling. <laughs> uh, but it's, re it's a really nice surprise. Really cool surprise, actually. So, Josh, did you pick up on the Dr. Aphra cameo recently? It's a book that just came out in the last week. No, I, no, I haven't because I'm not caught up. Oh, it's so, so good. It's so good. Uh, now, okay, I guess I'll put it this way. Because there were several books that came out last week, you just fill in the blanks and think where she popped up in. Uh, number one is The Bounty Hunters, number one, which is the brand new Bounty Hunters comic book. Then the other one is, uh, what is it, Vader... Uh, man, so we just talked about this in the last episode. I want <laughs> it's like Vader something. It's the Va the brand new Vader series. It's fantastic, mm -hmm. and Star Wars number three. 
so uh oh i'm sorry also the rise of kylo ren number four the final book where he's shirtless and beefy and ripped like the ultimate warrior in 1993 um i'm guessing it's in that one the rise of kylo ren (laughs) yeah (laughs) dr afra's like 60 yeah she's like older than leia just totally yeah dude totally no uh well maybe i don't know once again fill in the blanks who knows but it's in one of those four books promise you that um so yeah please just find you know like 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 we all said man try to find a cool hobby um something to keep you occupied keep your mind off stuff i'm a very restless person all of my um close colleagues in my professional life are very restless and the thought of being at home is terrifying for us so i um I really don't know what I'm going to do. I know that my Dave, who's one of my best friends, he also hosts the No One Is Listening podcast with me. He's probably going to... He's all right. He's no Derek. (laughs) Yeah, shots fired. Uh, I know he's going to text me eventually this week and be like, yo, dude, did you ever put all those cards in your comics? Because I have a massive comic book collection, and I don't have any of them carded and bagged. And to him, to Dave and Derek, they're like comic freaks. Like, they were so mad at me last time they came over my house and saw all these comics. Dave literally, he walked me to the trunk of his car, and he handed me 100 cards and 100 bags, and he goes, you go upstairs, and you put your comics in these bags. And I was like, (laughs) oh, sure. Three weeks weeks later, I'm still contemplating doing that. So I got to get on that. I might organize my comics. My, my, so I get all of mine subscription to my local shop. Well, not my local shop, the shop that is now by my work because I live in Ohio. Yeah. Um, and they come with a bag and a board. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, some of mine do too. But I get, you know, I, I, I get all the Star Wars run and um, they just, the generic ones, they won't bag. Like if it's a variant cover or a first edition, they'll put it in a, in a card and bag for me. But I have, no, no yeah. I have, I have hundreds that are just, I need to get, yeah. <laughs> like, especially the Vault vintage of, ones. Ugh. So yeah, I'll get Vault killed. of Midnight in Ann Arbor. They, uh, they, if you, anything you subscribe to, they put it, it's bagged and boarded and, uh, and you get 20% off cover price. Oh, hell yeah. That's sweet. So I like that. Well, good, good, yeah. good. Well, we got some things to celebrate. Maybe let's go ahead and dive into our, you know, need something. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Hey, I'm okay. I'm, I'm allowing the force to do its job. Regardless, it's funky. I still tell people it's okay to laugh right now. You know, if you see a funny meme, a funny joke, or whatever, like it's okay to laugh. You know, we're all going through crazy times right now, but you gotta laugh, man. That's what the human yeah. spirit's all about—is humor and joy. So with that, we're still doing our celebration countdown. I mean, cancellations be damned. Uh, let's hope. <laughs> I got all my fingers and tentacles and fins crossed. That celebration's still going to go on, and we're 22 weeks away from celebration. So, um, you know, let's hold out hope. Let's hold out hope. Yeah. This is the event that we all wait for as Star Wars fans. This is what we all want to do. Um, and let's just hope. Let's hope that we can uh, figure this thing out and celebration can go off as planned, and we can do our poolside uh, podcast and meet so many Star Wars friends from around the globe, man. I, I can't, like... Rip. This is the thing that I'm, this is the one thing I want. Please, let's figure out how to do this celebration. Um, Hey, hey, rebellions are built on hope. (laughs) So I am rebelling against this virus and it's going to happen. We're going to make it happen, people. Hell yeah. Do your part. Yeah, for celebration's sake, let's go. I love it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, 22 weeks, you know, um, I bought my plane tickets and 
it, worst case scenario, if you if you have bought your plane tickets, check yeah. with your your uh, airline to see if they can maybe work with travel arrangements if if it does get postponed or moved to another date. That's kind of what's on my mind right now. I mean, I'm lucky. Southwest, you have up to a year to to sw- to switch your plans. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm gonna make it work no matter what. Um, but damn. <laughs> I would be lying if I if I didn't say that this is one of the top things on my mind uh, right now yeah. is, is the is basically what's going to happen with celebration. So we'll see. Um, another Agreed. another crazy thing happened uh, this week for us at SW Friend Show. We got our first official real deal Twitter ban. Um, we, broke, we broke the Twitter. What happened, Twitter? Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at SW Friend Show, for for those who want to peek behind the curtain, if you follow us there, we'll follow you back. And I am very active on Twitter. I know Kyle will jump in the fold from time to time. Josh, I think you jump in the fold from time to time. And you know, we we respond to a lot. We like a lot. We we go through and we try to we try to make friends with as many people as possible. Um, but yeah, they shut us down. I (laughs) was like, damn, I was sitting on my couch with nothing to do. And I was about ready to just start hitting up people about star Wars. And, uh, they sent me that notice. Um, we are almost at a thousand friends on Twitter, which is, uh, pretty awesome. Thank you, everybody. Uh, hopefully we give you enjoying star Wars content and we either make you laugh or you enjoy some of the makers or cosplayers or artwork that we post up. We try to do our best. And, um, I just figured out how to like, like share things on on Instagram and I, I Josh just he's been the one kind of running the Instagram mm-hmm. and I kind of poked around a little bit and I was like yo do you know how easy it is to share stuff and I, like my 34 year old ass is like super shocked <laughs> by this <laughs> like just learning it so you'll see a lot more of, uh, when I get a couple of minutes I usually just post some cosplayers and cool stuff that I come across on Instagram Whereas we would say you can never have too many Star Wars friends, apparently Twitter says yes, you can have too many Star Wars friends, and they said no more, no I more. Guess so, <laughs> I, I love that in this moment where everyone's trapped inside, they, they're limiting social media <laughs> right. interactions. Right, dude, what are you doing to us? We just want to talk to people. You know, someone, what's the deal, Jack? Right, Jack. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, we literally got hit up by um, someone earlier. It was like, yo, can you like my tweet yet? And I went to go like the tweet, and it just won't let me even like it. Like, that is brutal that I can't even like that. Who? Come on, Twitter. Yeah, Get it together. it's crazy. Let's figure this out. Who was it? Knights of Glenn. At Knights of Glenn, who is also a really good Twitter follow. He, uh, he sent We're over the... spiritually there. liking your, your tweet. Yeah, yeah. Spiritually so liking you get that on the Star Wars Friends actual show. You'll get that tweet liked of your... Your mask from V from Vendetta, which is appropriate in this in this time right now. So, thank you, Knights of Glen at Knights of Glen. Awesome. Um, we did start a YouTube channel to which Kyle hit me up in the Star Wars Friends uh, text thread saying, "Yo." Dude, we already did that. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, But the reason why I started the YouTube channel, or at least thought I started it, was to start jumping on other podcasts, live chats, and things like that. So as much, um, whenever I get free time and another Star Wars podcast promotes a live chat or something like that, just understand I'm going to do my best to join in. And I, I definitely want to just kick it with the community while we're all banding together throughout this and just make some new friends that way. Um, as far as putting content on the YouTube, I don't know, man. I might do some like 
Star Wars fireside chats. I might read some like really terrible Star Wars novels. Um, I might get some of those nice. Galaxy of Fears books and just do a Star Wars fireside chat and uh, just read it and do like, you know, just ridiculous stuff. Um, a lot of people on our Twitter said, hey, why don't you guys do a live show? Why don't you guys do a live chat? That sounds like a cool thing. Um, we might do something like that. Um but you know, who knows what our YouTube channel mm-hmm. will do? We might do fine edition segments. We might move them from the from the podcast over to YouTube. And I know that I know right away this week by by this Friday coming up here. You know what? Let me back that up. I don't want to get yelled at. Let's say by April first, I'll have all twenty seven of our episodes on YouTube for audio purposes that you, that anyone can stream from YouTube. So those will all be uploaded by April first. Now some may get shut down. Just just point blank because their algorithm shut down um, podcasts and audio content that isn't licensed. And we do use some, you know, as you guys know, some funny clips. We just play cool in the gang. Um, and YouTube's are YouTube's kind of an a-hole about all that type of stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll get up as much as we can. Mm-hmm. I, I did like that. It made me laugh. There was a guy or, or I shouldn't, I don't I actually have no idea. There was a Twitter user who said <laughs> you like, go. Oh, you guys should do a podcast. And I was like, um, Wait, hello, quick <laughs> fly. Do you know what you're responding to? Maybe, maybe they were just being uh, joking. Maybe they're just joking, a being little tongue in cheekness. Uh, <laughs> but if they don't know we're a podcast, it's a great time to introduce them to what we do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, who knows? But we'll see what YouTube does. I, I'm excited about it. I don't think that we're going to be a full fledged YouTube uh, podcast like some like some Star Wars casts are. It's just a lot of energy to to do video and, and all that, and you know we gotta get lighting and we gotta get all you know it's just a whole new thing, man. We're set up to do audio podcasts, so um, we'll see what happens. Plus, we're all frighteningly ugly, so uh, you know. <laughs> well, we're like move tax and uh, you know rancors. That's all we got going on. Gamorian guards. I'm a Gamorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know what I was actually thinking about doing was a Hondo Anaka cosplay series where I just I I am because I could do I could do a pretty good Hondo and um, I could just do this whole series as Hondo. But I would just my cosplay would be so terrible. It'd be like paper mache, like weak weak way scales, and like it would just be the ugliest Hondo ever. Uh, but we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. Um, I do have a pretty baller Kylo Ren outfit, though. Maybe I can do Kylo Reads to Kids or something like that. And I'll just, we'll, sh- we'll see. We'll see what I come up with. It might be real wacky on the Star Wars Friends YouTube soon. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how stir crazy I get sitting at home. Um, all right. So let's address the biggest thing in Star Wars this week, shall we? I'm afraid to address this. I. I don't know. I got into it with you guys a little bit. Fear is the path to the dark side, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now... If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that we don't necessarily solicit rumors or give into rumors or what have you. We wait till things are officially confirmed. But I um, came across the rumor that Rosario Dawson was being cast in the role of Ahsoka Tano in The it's Mandalorian everywhere. Season 2. Yeah, everyone came across it, right? And, um, mm-hmm. of course, I went on and I... Here's the thing. I look at Slash Film or some of these other, you know, maybe quote-unquote clickbait sites. I say, all right, well... I've heard this before. No big deal. Like this is this has not been anything new. However, where I got into it with you guys was Clayton Sandell 
went ahead and confirmed that Ahsoka live action is going to be the case. Can't confirm Rosario Dawson, but was like, yo, yeah, it's going to happen. And, you know, it's all fine. You guys can push back on me and all that stuff. You know, I mix it up. But I, I... Clayton Sandell is someone I trust as far as delivering. He's got nothing to lose. He's got no skin in the game. He's not trying to get clicks. He's not. He just reports on what he knows, and he's he, he he's accurate. He's not trying to get the scoop. He's not trying to win over a, a section of fan base. So by him just coming out there and saying that, it also could have been a Lucasfilm plant. Like, hey, Clayton, go ahead and put on your Twitter that it's okay. Like, just to kind of. Mm-hmm solidify the rumor but not say it was rosario i don't know i don't know enough i'm not but i do have friends that are friends with clayton sandell that's the other piece to this i have really really close friends who are good friends with clayton sandell i there is no reason for me to believe that this dude would put his integrity on the line by confirming that live action ahsoka is going to hit however to your to to all of your points it is not confirmed by starwars.com and we have not seen it in the Mandalorian season two. So, um, until then, I'm sorry. And I took down my Clayton Sandell retweets from SW friend show. And I will go hide in my turtle shell and bury my head in the sand. Sorry guys. I, you know, and I, and I've said this before, there's always some truth in rumors, right? And I, I don't know if that's the case where, Hey, she is actually, you know, cast as Ahsoka Tano. If she is, I'm not going to be mad. Right. Um, but maybe she actually was cast for a role on the Mandalorian season oh. two, but they haven't announced it. And there people are just assuming oh. that's who she's going to be. Interesting. Because again, Clayton's Clayton's tweet just referenced the article that slash film put out, who said two sources within Lucasfilm confirmed it. And if, and again, it's not he's saying, yes, I have confirmed this with anybody. He's just re-putting out the same article that Slash Film put out. And it, it maybe that's the case. She was cast for a part in Mandalorian, but it's not Ahsoka. But people are assuming that. I don't know. Um, it might take, I, I think she would be a good Ahsoka. I, I don't, you know, I'm not upset that it's not Ashley. I know there's a lot of people out there that are right. uh, of that mindset that if it's not Ashley, it's not my Ahsoka. But... I'm not one to poo-poo something until I see it on, I see it actually happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, if she does it and it's genuinely bad, then that's different. But if she does it and she plays it well, then great. The other thing that we we talk about from time to time on this show is the use of um, two different Darth Mauls. Mm-hmm. Right? We have a, mm-hmm. a physical yes. Darth Maul and we have a vocal Darth Maul. And that could be the case here where maybe she is actually doing the Mandalorian as the physical part, but it's Ashley's voice. We don't know. It's just a rumor at this point. So, uh, but I'm not unhappy either way. My, my thought on that last piece. So I kept adding things that I wanted to say as you were talking, I might get lost (laughs) in the jumble here now. Um, I, I thought it was odd that, um, if they've already wrapped that it's coming out now, instead of, a while back when she would have been on set and maybe someone would have seen her or somehow it would have right. trickled out that way. Um, and I don't know, like for Ray Park, like especially in Phantom Menace, like Ray Park wasn't really, I mean, I don't, I don't know Ray Park's, I don't, Ray Park's not a name like Rosario Dawson is a name. So oh, I don't, sure. I don't know that you hire, I don't know that you hire Rosario Dawson and then don't, and then dub her. But, mm. um, I did see a lot of people, a lot of people that were like, 
Ashley is the only Ahsoka in the t- in right. the Twitter uh, comments underneath. Um, I respect I respect that you know I respect that view. Um, I, I, I'm not I don't fall under that view, but I, I definitely respect it. I can see why people feel that way. I know Kyle. I would love to have Kyle yeah. on the show today. We'll we'll ask him next time he gets on the show what he thinks about this. Because uh, as it, as any of you have listened to us, Kyle is a huge Ahsoka and Ashley Eckstein fan. Um, I myself as is as well. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, man. There's a lot of that on there, Josh. Like, there's a lot of people out there outspoken about this. But again, you don't have to be negative until you see it or, like, people shoot it down before they've even... That's like whoever invented ice cream for the first time. Like, you're just going to go, oh, my God, it's cold. I'm not going to eat that. What, are you going to poo-poo it before (laughs) you even try it? That's stupid. Come on, people. Well, and... And I learned, so I learned, I used to, I used to be this person that would hear about a casting and then automatically, automatically shit on it. And I learned with the dark Knight because I, I remember Mm. hearing Heath Ledger as the Joker. That's stupid. That's going to be terrible. And then it was amazing. And yet I, I will say Mark Hamill's Joker is my joke is my favorite Joker, but it doesn't make it so I can't enjoy other portrayals. Now Jared Leto's is garbage. <laughs> totally <but> garbage. <laughs> it really Heath is. Ledger, I've I've tried to not prejudge any castings before I actually see it because of the the example of Heath Ledger and what I learned from that. So mm-hmm. that's a great point. point. I was also I was not a Heath Ledger um, follower or fan when that came out, but he turned out to actually be my personal favorite iteration of the Joker. I just yes. love that movie. Um, now I you mentioned Jerry Leto. I kind of want to just go off on a very brief side note because I still want to talk about this Ahsoka thing. One thing. Did did either of you see Birds of Prey? The Harley oh, yeah. Quinn movie? No. I know Kyle did. I saw it. Uh, it was actually the last movie I've se- I saw in the theater um, prior to all this madness happening. But um, what I will tell you is this. If you, Well, actually, do either of you care about spoilers? It's a very low, low-key spoiler. No, I don't no. care. Okay. No, you're fine. They absolutely 1,000% erased any um, visual identity of Jared Leto's Joker, and they actually reverted back to almost like the Cesar Romero-style Joker in all the cartoon homages of Hmm. the Joker. So it is like total retcon of Jared Leto's Joker interpretation, which I applaud. I I, I actually stood up in the theater and clapped every time that they had the the original joke. No, I didn't, but I should have because I I disliked the Jared Leto Joker so much. It was just a very, um, it was a very ultra trendy, um, in a bad way, uh, interpretation of that character. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're they're like little animated interludes when they're talking about Joker and the... isn't it weird that they would go to Cesar Romero just because, and not go to like animated series Batman, especially considering Harley Quinn was created for that show? It's it's a close mix, I would say. No, that's a good yeah. point, Josh. It's a it's a mix between Cesar Romero and the animated Joker, but it's definitely not Batman the animated series Joker. It's definitely a blend of those two for sure. And beginning next week, folks, we will be changing our name to the DC Podcast, <laughs> DC Comics Podcast. Oh, good call. Okay, let's. Okay, I'm moving just, on. I'm moving along. Um, okay, so I'm just messing. no, no, that's true. That's true. We are not a DC cast. I want to go back to the Ahsoka piece. Okay, I just want to f- finish my thought on the Ahsoka, the whole rumor. Okay, I have a I have a huge problem with this. I have a massive problem with how this came out. If this is if this is to be true. 
shame on everyone at Lucasfilm and everyone working on The Mandalorian that worked so hard to protect Baby Yoda as a secret yeah. for so long, only to let this slip out now. And you're right, Josh, after they've already wrapped filming and all that, how dare you let this out now if this is the case? Because I would be so disappointed. Um, I talked about it on this show. I knew back in Celebration 2019, I had heard that there was a child, quote-unquote baby child, that would appear in The Mandalorian, but none of my friends or sources told me it would be a Yoda-like creature. None of them. No one even said it was alien. They just said, yeah, The Mandalorian is going to protect a baby. That was literally the rumor I heard. But the fact that like this came out now is super disappointing and um also shame on slash film if if you are if you had that scoop and you broke it man you lost you lost my trust totally 100 because ruined it for a bunch of people if that's true totally I mean, ruined it i would have liked to have just watched the episode and been like oh, right oh my gosh oh my right. gosh and freaked out but uh let's let's hope it's maybe not true and then see what happens right I, so I, I, wa- I want to mention, and I mentioned this on before the podcast, but I am a very big fan of Rosario Dawson, so this is like doubly exciting for me. But I will say that if, yeah, she's on. She, well, she's number one. She's <laughs> she is I actually. <laughs> I actually had conver- a conversation with Tab about how. So I don't know if you guys know, but she's dating Cory Booker. Oh really? I, when, oh, so yeah, okay. and and I I, I like Cory. Um, but I was like, I can't vote for him for president because if she becomes first lady, she'll never do a con and I'll never get to oh meet her. My God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my, my, my number one reason for not supporting him. Um, but, uh, I will say, and I want to combine this rumor with something else that we were kind of like hoping for on another episode. But if, if in this, in the fall we get, Live action Ahsoka played by Rosario Dawson you say and live action Bo Katan okay. played by oh, Katie Sackoff. My God. Yes. I might need CPR <laughs> and I will probably I will probably wear one of those life alert necklaces <laughs> while the episodes are airing just so I don't die because I I, I don't know that yeah. I could be more happy in fandom if, right. if all of those worlds collide for me. The stars align. It'd be yeah. crazy. It'd be pretty epic. Oh, yeah, that's heavy stuff. My heart's racing just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I guess we'll just bide our time and we'll uh, we'll wait. I'm going to try to wipe this from my memory uh, until until this comes around again. But uh, wild times, wild times. All right, and of course, you know what? Let's let's back up just one little bit before we move on. Be nice to each other, no matter what your opinion is on this. Like, be cool. Don't be don't be don't be a dick. Don't be rude. Be cool to each other. If you got an opinion yeah. about the Ahsoka rumor, don't attack people. Don't don't take things personally. Um, you know, it's 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 a it definitely is a hot topic. That's a hot button topic for sure. But well, let's see what happens. We'll just hold our breath and uh, we'll go once again day by day. We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. So, all right, another thing I wanted to kind of um, 
kind of address here is is something pretty serious. Uh, you know, we all know the situation we're in right now with coronavirus and how it's affecting businesses. I just want to start this off. We've we've been asking uh, over the last few episodes for any type of makers, Star Wars makers, if you make pins, buttons, uh, shirts, artwork, anything, cosplay, props, custom Sabers, figs, armor. We want to hear from you. And this t- this is more important than ever now with small businesses, independent businesses, artists being crushed right now and will continue to suffer uh, throughout this throughout this whole quarantine. Um, and, and we don't know how long it's going to go. No one really truly knows how long it's going to go. But we want to help support those Star Wars makers that we love, that others love. So we would we definitely want to hear from you. But really, we got hit up. Um by one of our one of our listeners, uh, his name's Anthony at Piercer Meatloaf, and uh, his wife Mandy at Dead Sexy Tattoo. They have a company called uh, Rebel Art Empire. So that's at Rebel Art Empire, and um, you know he he was right off the gate. He's like, I'm not asking you to plug our business, but guess what, dude? Like this is important, yeah. man. Like we want to plug this. Um, so I want everyone, all of our listeners to go to at rebel art empire. It's they're pretty easy to find. Um, they're also on Instagram and really what we want to talk about here is just supporting the makers. It's just whatever you can spend. If you can spend anything, if you can, you know, even if it's a $5 purchase, if it's, if it's something that you can afford, um, you know, $10 purchase, anything like that is going to help all of these makers. And Rebel Art Empire, if, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, they are on Etsy and uh, make some really cool stuff. They make keychains, stickers, um, enamel pins, and it's just really fun, cute designs. The Ewok, any, listen, I'm a sucker for any Ewoks, and he's got a really cool uh, wicket on, on his sh- shop, and <laughs> it's like really cool stuff. And he's got a great uh, Ahsoka hologram sticker that would look good on a macbook would look good on pretty much uh anything so yeah. i want i want you all to go over to at rebel art empire um and really i think he's got a website here rebelartempire.com so you can go straight to the source you go straight to that etsy webpage and check it out so kudos to to anthony for hitting us up i mean this is very important there's a lot of other makers out there and uh, we want to definitely feature a few more here um, we we were also contacted by Spice Tag, uh, and I want to play this message that was sent in to us here. So go ahead and take a listen. Hey, this is Jordan from Spice Tag. Inspired by geeky popular culture such as video games, Disney Park fashion, and movies, I make and sell all my own products, including clothing, accessories, homeware, and artwork. I also sell a range of Star Wars inspired items, but my most popular are my hand solo sweatpants with the iconic Carillion blood stripes. Oh yeah. Now you can find me on Etsy.com. Just search Spice Tag. However, I am on a range of other platforms including eBay and my own website, SpiceTag.com. Now I ship worldwide, and if you use voucher code in your cart, you can currently get 10% off. Now finally, my favorite Star Wars film has to be the Empire Strikes Back. However, I do have a soft spot for Rogue One. Now, may the Force be with you. 
always <laughs> tight yeah That's man tight. so uh really cool really cool uh if you're listening you want to browse if you're on your phone you would just go to uh, etsy and search spice tag that's one word spice tag and you'll know it's spice tag because it does say cardiff united kingdom and if you couldn't tell from his accent uh definitely not from ohio definitely not uh, a local <laughs> ohioan like us uh <laughs> sorry uh josh is from michigan so sorry josh uh but a minute Westerner. I live in Ohio. You live here okay. now. You I'm, live here I'm now. I'm converting. It's yeah. fine. Uh, but just looking at Spice Tag storefront, I mean, there's so many so many great items here. He referenced the yeah. Karelian Bloodstripe sweatpants, which are super fun. Like, that's just a really fun thing. There's a, there's a couple fanny packs on here. I still call them fanny packs. I know people call them different things now. I wore a fanny pack at Disney at Galaxy's Edge. I had my Yubnub Ewok pack, but he's got some uh, Karelian Bloodstripe uh, fanny packs here. There's a lot of really cool stuff. Lunch, lunch boxes. Um, so he's got a, he's got a really cool t-shirt that is a pug with a Jedi hood and he's holding a lightsaber. (laughs) Oh, really? I haven't made it to that one yet. (laughs) It's hilarious. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm rocking the fanny pack too, so don't worry about it. Okay. So you say you're a team fanny pack. I like that. Yeah. Um, but spice tag's got a lot of other, um, pop culture, as he mentioned, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge stranger things fan. Um, and there's a lot of really great stranger things merch on here. There's some toy story, merch on here um just really interesting pop culture stuff so check out spice tag please at spice tag also on twitter also on instagram so um thank you for sending that in another maker that we want to support here on star wars friend and we also got uh, a message from our really good friends over at fulcrum dawn you've definitely heard us talk about fulcrum dawn quite a bit on the show um i am a repeat customer of theirs i know um they just dropped a really killer mandalorian pin so we'll talk about that in just a second but let's play the message we got from fulcrum dawn here Hello there, my name is Christina and I'm one of the owners of the shop Fulcrum Dawn, along with my best friend Lauren. We're longtime internet friends and longtime Star Wars fans. Our shop specializes in enamel pins, but we've also got patches, buttons, and stickers for sale. We are all around Star Wars fans, so a lot of our designs focus on the animated series, but we've also got some OT designs, some prequel stuff, and some Mandalorian designs in our shop, and we have a lot more ideas on the way. Uh, You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fulcrum dawn and our shop is at etsy.com slash shop slash fulcrum dawn uh, we run flash sales around holidays and special occasions so make sure to follow us on social media if you want to be notified when those pop up and by the way our favorite star wars movie is return of the jedi it was epic when we were kids and it's still epic now um, i want to say thanks to the star wars friends and everyone who's shown us support so far because we couldn't do it without you hope to connect with you guys soon and may the force be with you Love it. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, Return of the Jedi, classic, uh, great movie. I would definitely, I couldn't tell that from their from their artwork and when, what they have on here because, as she mentioned, they definitely do a lot of variety of stuff. The, they do have the um, Leia and the Endor, um, the Endor cape as an enamel pin. It's really cute. Uh, I know what I rock, of course, is the Thrawn pin because um, we're Thrawn boys over here. Hashtag Thrawn boys. And I have the Sabine uh, TIE Fighter with the Phoenix Squadron logo sticker rocking on my MacBook. I got my Amidala. Uh, they call them Scar of Remembrance um, pin, which is basically Amidala's uh, lip makeup. Very uh, iconic. I'm a huge Amidala geek. That is like, I mean, she's my... <laughs> 
probably my favorite prequel character. Um, but this recently, they've also added the Sentinel, which is the Jedi Guardian mask, which I picked up from Galaxy's Edge, so I got to pick that up. Uh, but really great shop, really great artwork. Josh, I know you've bought from them before. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and just really fun. They also read what's really cool because I follow them on Instagram. They also read books, uh, Star Wars books, and they'll pick out just some of the goofiest, weirdest stuff in Star Wars books and they'll highlight it for like an Instagram story. And it's always just something so, uh, so wild, so goofy. So uh, this is at Fulcrum Dawn. Please check them out. Please support them. Um, she was not joking about the flash sales. Those happen all the time. They'll just drop like, hey, we're doing this, we're doing that. Um, it's pretty regular. So check them out. The new Mandalorian, dude, their their sticker is sick. The pen is sick. It's really clean. It's really nice. So very cool stuff. So we just want to give it up to Rebel Art Empire. Uh, Spice Tag and Fulcrum Dawn for sending in um, some stuff. We really, we really want us, uh, we really want to support the makers. We want all our Star Wars friends to support them as well. So um, it's very, very important right now in this time to do that. So we mm -hmm. hope to hear from more of you. We hope to hear from more makers. Send us some suggestions, and hopefully, you know, as we're as we're going through this, we can feature some more makers and uh, what makes them great. So, with that, uh, let's move on to what we're here for, which is, of course, the Clone Wars recap. Oh yeah, baby! So, you know, guys, um, Kyle's not here. Our resident uh, Jedi Knight Clone Wars Master uh, has not joined us today, and I let Kyle know that uh, it's not going to be the same without him because we are not as knowledgeable or <laughs> uh, definitely as like in-depth as Kyle is with the Clone Wars, so we hope that we can at least try to do some of this justice. Um, hopefully we can get Kyle on a special show this week so he can give us his insight because... Hey man, this is the Ahsoka show. This is the first uh, episode of the season that features Ahsoka, um, and I, you know, I'm probably gonna miss a lot here. I'm probably gonna miss a lot. And Kyle's probably gonna text us and be like, "Yo, how come you didn't talk about this? How, what What are you doing?" You know. So, um, <laughs> I'll just preface to all our listeners that have listened to the Clone Wars recaps: I don't have an in depth analysis like Kyle does. I just don't. I'm not that. I'm not that smart about it. Um, so I can't give you any backstory other than. Hey, remember when Ahsoka left the Jedi Order? And <laughs> like, here we are. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's my whole backstory. Um, but this was definitely, um, you know, it's an interesting. It was an interesting episode for sure. Um, I, I watched it twice, as I normally do before we record a show. Now, the one thing, and I don't see in, in any of your notes. I didn't put it in the notes. Do we remember what the fortune cookie is? Yes. Oh, says, beautiful. If there is no path before you, create your own. I'm no Kyle, but <laughs> I can do some things. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. So, yeah, well, yeah you should. You're the smart one. <laughs> if, there is, if there is no path before you, create your own. Yeah. And I believe the episode was called Gone with a Trace. Yeah, Gone with a Trace. Um, yeah. And it did feature the voice stylings of Brid Bridget Kelly as Trace. You may know her from uh, Baby Driver. 
Uh, it did have Elizabeth Rodriguez as Rafa, who she's been in a ton of stuff. She is say, a yeah. working actress. She has been in uh, Orange is the New Black, Shameless, mm. Power, uh, Fear the Walking Dead. And she was also in Logan. She was Gabriella okay. in Logan. Okay. Uh, and then it also featured uh, Bobby Moynihan. He played <laughs> Pentu San L. Who cool. was the dude trying to rough him up for money? So yeah, yeah, interesting. I, I'm not Kyle, but I no, got some that was things. pretty. Hey, listen, that's some good analysis right there. I liked. I didn't even know that. I will say that Rafa's voice is very not Star Wars. I mean, it was a not Star Wars yeah. voice. We haven't heard a voice like hers in any animated series. Um, very uh, sounds like me almost. You know, with the scratchy. Uh, you know, really, you can tell we've been through mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but well, Bobby, at first, Bobby Moynihan Trace was, back up. Yeah, at first I thought Trace was um oh, what is her name? Dark haired uh girl from um that seventies show. Um Mi- Mila Kunis? Mila Kunis. At first I thought it was Mila Kunis, and I'm like, why yeah. does this sound familiar to me? And I didn't know who it was, so I, when I went back and I, I looked at the the casting, I was like, I don't know who that person, but that was not Mila Kunis. No. <laughs> But, but mm. that, that you know, I, just, I I could see Mila Kunis doing that yeah, role, for it, sure. Just little little variations on how she said some things. It kind of made me think that. But Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we take a look at Gone with a Trace. And as I mentioned, uh, with my prolific backlog here, um, Ahsoka left the Jedi Order, and now she's in self-exile. Um, you know, I don't know why she chose to stay on Coruscant. Um Probably could Agreed. have been a refugee on a on a ship to get out of here. Um, now, if we if we go back to the E.K. Johnson Ahsoka novel, we know that that eventually happens. Um, mm. I'm not sure um, what type of retcon, if any, is going to happen from that. I don't even. I'd have to go back and reread that book to see if they do any references to uh, the Siege of Mandalore or whatever. It's got to happen after that. Um, we'll see. But she stays on Coruscant. She is. You know, she's going down in the depths of Coruscant. And I wonder, you know, I was watching this. I was like, how many of these giant holes do they have in Coruscant? Where they just like... <laughs> Probably a lot. Yeah, there's got to be a lot. Where they just yeah. drop into the, the planet. Um, I'm also... It was cool, though, how they did it, though. Because, like, the smaller ships spiraled around yes. the outside. And the larger ships would hover up the middle to go in and out. I just thought that was kind of cool. It was like a modern freeway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely... It's interesting. But the... What bothers me about seeing the depth of Coruscant is just how physically large this entire planet cityscape is. Um, I understand that there's like literally thousands of planets in the known, explored, canon Star Wars galaxy right now, but like that is overwhelming how big this planet is. And. <laughs> Like, um, that's just one planet. And it's like, yeah. it's like, I don't, like Jupiter. I just can't fathom how big this is and the infrastructure that it, that it takes to run this thing. I mean, just think about the sanitation alone. Um, so it's just, I'm looking at it way too realistic. I understand that, but I do get claustrophobia when her speeder bike, just her repulsor lifts go and she starts falling down this giant core. And, uh, that's exactly what happened. We see Ahsoka coming into the episode wearing this like slick denim jacket, um, 
Don't know where she got it from, but she's got the uh, well, it's not not a jacket; Overalls. it's a leather jumpsuit. It's like yeah, sorry, it's a thing, jumpsuit. Yeah. Um, but she actually, did you guys notice her headpiece was like a leather? Like it yeah. definitely was like a mechanic's yeah. leather headpiece. Was really cool. Um, but she's on this like janky ass swoop bike, and <laughs> like, dude, I, like, okay, so she's going, I, I, yeah, like she's going down the core. We don't know where she's going to. We know she's been in the core with Asajj and whatever. So she has experience going down there. But she has this janky swoop bike that just starts falling apart. And the repulsors go out. And then she just starts free falling. And um, eventually ends up on a platform uh, where we meet our uh, money-hungry cellar-dweller, Trace, who just is obsessed with... uh, Making a dollar. Just needs to make a dollar. One of my biggest takeaways, one of my biggest gripes with this episode was the dialogue in the first like 10 minutes of this episode. It just, any chance they can throw in uh, a line of dialogue just to remind us that it, that things cost money and, and down here is a hard living and you, know, you gotta, oh, you wanna breathe air? It's gonna cost you. Oh, you wanna, you wanna take a look at this wall? Yeah, oh, you better have some credits. <laughs> and it's like every chance they can let us know that it'll cost you, it like doesn't end. And it's like those first 10 minutes are just hard to get through. Well, it was a little wild, too, because they said it so many times that it was nauseating. But then she's like, all right, I guess I'll just like, I guess I'll just do it for free for you. Right, Right, like it's such an issue. And then you're like, yeah, all right, you know, you're good people. Well, and to to speak to the dialogue, I couldn't figure out why she's riding on a swoop bike, right? And it breaks down and it falls on the platform and she kind of pulls it back up. And she's looking at it and she's like, well, this is shot and this is broken and this is, you know, messed up. And right. She's like, I don't even know why I bought it or I knew that why or I shouldn't, I knew I shouldn't have bought it. And, and Trace says, well, you look like someone who knows a thing or two about engines. I'm like, well, if she knows a thing or two about engines, why didn't she <laughs> look she it over it? before she bought yeah, it? Why did you buy doing? it? Like, what is she now, doing? I get it. Maybe she didn't have enough credits to like buy a nicer one, but like, right at least look at it and go, this isn't going to run or it's not going to last me longer than 20 minutes <laughs> right, dude, and go walk away, find something else. What yeah. Like doing well. And, and it was weird because she's like, she's part of the Jedi order and I get like possessions and things like that probably are not big and they don't have credits and things like that. But the, the girl down trace has an entire nebula class oh, ship yeah. in her garage. Yeah. How much is that thing worth? Like, it's crazy. And the door was like, cracked wide open. Anyone could have strolled yeah. in there. I was like, how does she have this huge shit? I mean, maybe she won it in a game of chance. I, I don't know. Well, uh, Sabak, well, I don't know. That, you know. You're, you're bringing up a good point because Trace, uh, Trace and her sister, Rafa, who we'll introduce in just mm-hmm. a few minutes, uh, are, I think, pretty nefarious. I think there's some shady stuff going on there. However... She's very welcoming to Ahsoka into her environment, her den of her den of uh, illegitimate business practices with her sister. Her, uh, you know, getting shaken down by thugs. It's like, oh yeah, come on, hang out, man. I got a cot. There's a uh, buttered popcorn in the in, you know in the cupboard. We're good to go. It's like, what man? What's going on here? Um, so yeah, so we we meet Trace, who is a mechanic, is trying to you know she's got this crazy starship she's working on, and um, 
you know, Ahsoka, she gives Ahsoka table space to work on stuff. But Ahsoka needs a very special part to get this thing going. And of course, Trace has them, but those parts are only for her starship because she just needs to get out of here, right? She's just got to get off planet. Um, a very original name. Sparker. Sparker. That's, that's Sparker. <laughs> um, but like Luke Skywalker in A New Hope, Trace wants to get off planet and live among the stars, right? So, um, but we find out very quickly. I'm talking like within the first few minutes that Trace is maybe not who she appears to be. Um, and she gets shaken down by uh, Pin 2, who, as you as you referenced, is played by Bobby Moynihan. And these two really weird, like, um, Sentinels. They almost reminded yeah. me of the Nickelodeon game show Le- Legends of the Hidden Temple. They look like guards that would like <laughs> pop out from the background and like scare of seven year olds. And I was like, what are these? I've never seen these one eyed weird mummy creatures before. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like, what is going on with them? Um, so. Pintu, fun fact though, I just found out today that my friend Paul Bateman, uh, who who has done art with the the famed Ralph McQuarrie, so uh, Paul's over in England and uh, has a long history in Star Wars. He actually was. So I guess the story goes like this because I haven't talked to Paul. I only saw what he put up. I'm going to talk to Paul at some point this week. Um, Ralph McQuarrie actually sketched this character Pintu before uh, before he passed, and Paul actually colored the illustration. So Paul actually had a uh, you know this is going back many many years. This is going back potentially thirty years, um, where Paul actually colored this character that long ago, and then of course here it is in uh, in Clone Wars season seven. So Paul finally got to see one of the pieces that he worked on with Ralph McQuarrie come to life. So that's a fun little side fact. If you guys are if you guys want to follow. Uh, uh, Star Wars, um, in my opinion, a Star Wars legend. That's Paul Bateman at Paul RMQ on Twitter. So I love Paul. You can tell him, uh, tell him I referred you to go go hang out with him on Twitter. But that's um, Pintu's a really interesting character. He's uh, funky looking. He's got these little like like tendril things coming out of his, his mouth. His yeah, his, his eyes are real goofy. Yeah, he's yeah. just a weird looking character. Well, and Dave does that a lot, where he'll go back to the well of of um, Ralph McQuarrie stuff and kind of use an iteration of it or the actual thing and stick it into yeah. the show somewhere. So uh, it's nice to see stuff that was created a long time ago kind of put into the newer stuff. So always enjoy that. Yeah, I, I enjoy that too. He, you're right. Filoni is is solid with that, and of course, uh, that transferred over to Mandalorian because, as you were saying, that the first thing that came to mind was the Camtono, which is yeah. famous from Empire Strikes Back, and our, my boy Wilro Hood, who deserves an action figure. Please get Wilro Hood on a vintage collection card. Ugh. Um, but you know, they introduced <laughs> the Camtono and what it actually does. Um, so yeah, he's got no allergy to bringing back some of the reference artwork, which is mm-hmm. super fun and super cool to see now one thing i thought was very strange um was that well i guess it's not strange when you owe money you get beat up by thugs so these thugs go to beat up trace trace is trying her best it has the has the pipe and tries to hit him with the pipe it's not going too well but trace has the wherewithal to like ask ahsoka be like anytime you want to step in would be yeah. cool and, and like if i was a stranger like that just came into your shop and you're getting beat up dude i would probably just like straight up leave I'd be like, no, I'm cool. I don't want to get Peace into out. this. Like, what are who, who is this weird creature with his two weird thugs? Um, 
but then Ahsoka, of course, jumps in because Ahsoka is mm-hmm. a, a good person. And um, the one thing that really caught me was the nut kick. Um, if you're not <laughs> if you're not familiar with what I'm talking or referencing, there's always this, you know, in children's movies. Um, you know, people just men uh, or you know men get kicked in the uh, the private regions uh, to kind of keep this a PC podcast. Uh, but I'll call it the nut kick. I think you I already say said nut kick. kick. Yeah, I can say it's nut right. kick. Um, Ahsoka nut kick. Hashtag Ahsoka nut kick. And uh, Ahsoka just kicks him right in the nards, man. Like. And when they, wolf, and they make like a badoink sound, it's like, and then like, you know, and then the, the guy's like, like has this weird comedic, like over the top reaction to it. And I was like, what is Dave Filoni doing here, man? Like, you know, he's just sitting there laughing, just laughing about it, you know? Um, but it's just, it was, the, it was definitely the weirdest thing I've seen in Clone Wars. Uh, I think, I think outside of our little boy, that little general alien guy in that alien, in the droid yeah. episode, <laughs> can't yeah. think of his name right now outside of that the the soka nut kick is definitely the weirdest thing i've seen on clone wars hey this is dominic pace who played gecko the bounty hunter from the mandalorian happy to be your star wars friend you're listening to the star wars friend show Kyle, will you be an angel for a helpless baby Yoda? Every day, baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. Please click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now and follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of Baby Yoda, who's been given a second chance thanks to you. Baby Yoda needs our help. So please, subscribe, rate, and review right away. Hey everybody, this is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt Podcast, and you're listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast. Don't forget, deploy the garrison. We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. Um, you know, but after the fight scene, Trace looks at Ahsoka and says, Hey, where'd you learn how to fight like that? And that was a really um, interesting response, which I I do want to play here, uh, just so we can hear exactly what Ahsoka said. So let's go ahead and play that now. Whoa, where did you learn to fight like that? My older brother taught me. Maybe you can teach me someday. Come on, 
We gotta go tell my sister about Pintu. So, she references her brother, and as... Listen, I mean, I don't know her biological background, but uh, I don't know if Ahsoka has a blood brother. I'm sure she's referencing none other than mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker, who she just yeah. left, uh, who remained in the Jedi Order that she just left. And uh, that moment, that that piece of dialogue, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite piece of dialogue from the show. Um, right away, I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's a great piece of dialogue. As much as I hate the, it'll cost you. Everything's got a price. <laughs> All that shit. When she, when Ahsoka hit me with the, my brother taught me. I was like, oh, damn. Okay, that was really good. I'm guessing that makes her brothers with Obi Wan too. I would think so. You were my it, brother, Anakin. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they probably view it as a brotherhood right like i think I mean, so you're in the jedi order they're like monks i think consider themselves brothers so i would figure they all kind of feel that way whether they're man or woman or what yeah. have you so yeah yeah so so you know that that line about anakin she's still thinking about anakin still thinking about the jedi order this is definitely fresh on her mind and uh you know there are a couple comments about how she doesn't know you know she doesn't know how to be around humans she doesn't know how to be around other people she's still learning how to uh interact outside of the jedi order so i know that this i ultimately know that's what this episode is for this is a transition episode it's not it's not supposed to be a heavy content episode it's just to get you in the mindset of ahsoka who's leaving the jedi order and transitioning into society which cannot be easy by any stretch right. i mean she's had this insanely wild life only just to go hang out with some binary load lifters you know and you can you can tell she feels very out of place she walks out onto the platform and looks up you know at the giant hole in yeah, the sky and, she, yeah. and she's like i don't know that i belong down here i don't belong up there you can tell she just feels very out of place and she hears the uh the the swoop bike you know start back up again and so right. she wanders back in and um you know she's I, I can't remember if it was that scene or if it's later on when they're talking about the the load lifters but the the line that stood out for me was that you know she um you know she says i'm still trying to figure out people yeah and trace looks at her and she's like well what's there to figure out she's like some people are good some <laughs> yeah. people are bad some people are just crosswired and to uh, me, yeah, that yeah. was I think that was a strong reference to her sister, Rafa, because Rafa, mm. I think through this, even though she owes money to um, Pintu, I, I think she's trying to do what's best for her and her sister, but it's a little misguided. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's um, clearly, uh, you know. Uh, it's it's clearly not the right way to make money, but she's knows she can make a lot of money doing it, right? Um, and support her and her sister. So I think that's what she was referencing there. But for me, that was probably the biggest piece of dialogue that stood out in the episode. It was some great dialogue. Uh, you know, for like I said, for as much as I, the first ten minutes make me want to hurl, um, there was some really heavy dialogue there as far as character exploration and, and kind of expansion. And you know, you reference when Ahsoka went out the ledge to look up at the skyline and or look mm-hmm. up in the sky and to think of her former life. And then Ahsoka and Trace kind of get into it a little bit when Trace asks Ahsoka where she's from. So I'll go ahead and play that audio too, because mm-hmm. this is very fascinating up there where the air is clear huh you're probably better off down here why is that i'm sure you have your problems up there with the jedi running around starting wars policing everything the jedi didn't start the war they're trying to stop it sure sure they are look 
It doesn't really matter anyway. They've forgotten all about us. What do you mean? It's just, when you're a kid, you hear stories. I guess they're not what I thought they'd be. It's not safe down here, or anywhere on Coruscant. That's why I've got my ship, so I can make my living in the stars. So interesting, uh, the perspective mm-hmm. of the Jedi from the common folk, um, you know, just kind of distrust, which is, it actually falls right in line where Ahsoka was with the Jedi when she left. So, you know, it's reinforcing Ahsoka's belief that the Jedi are not who we think they are, and they're, the Jedi are not the peacekeepers of justice as we think they are. People think they're warmongers, and yeah. um, you know, I bet those are that. You know, the other thing we got to think about is maybe the Chancellor at the time was planting those seeds of propaganda across the galaxy too. You know, where it wasn't so outwardly, but uh, as all part of. Palpatine's master plan to bring down the Jedi, maybe he was sowing those seeds of doubt among the the common folk um, and was kind of just, you know, yeah, the Jedi are kind of, uh, you know, they're rogues, they're they're scoundrels, you know, and they are they are warmongers, they're warriors, Jedi warriors, rather than you know telling the truth of what was going on. Um, so it's interesting to see that reinforced in Ahsoka. That probably is not going to do her any favors as she goes along here. It was nice. It was a nice piece of world building too, because like previously, for the most part, we go from. Jedi were the guardians of peace in the Republic for thousands of generations. And then to like people not knowing if they were real or not remembering them. So it's a nice like middle piece. I feel like it still needs to be flushed out more, but it's interesting to see, you know, we've always kind of grappled with that. Well, how are they this way? And then like 25 years later, people don't know about them or don't know yeah. if they're real or have different opinions, then it doesn't seem like a long enough period of time for them to have kind of dropped out of public consciousness. But it makes sense if if this is where we're at when the Jedi are in the... The common folk feel this way due to propaganda and stuff at this point in time, then it makes more sense that, you know, 20 years from then, we could be in a different place. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think it's interesting that she's... In that conversation, she's clearly talking about the Jedi. And she makes the comment where she says, they've forgotten about us down here. What were the Jedi doing previously to help the people below, you know, the top level of Coruscant, right? Like, so clearly there was some kind of relationship there between the Jedi and people living down below. Um, And it's, it's, I can see how they, you know, the people that maybe have lived down there for so long and, uh, you know, are trapped on those levels and they look up at the sky and that's all they see of it, right? Could easily yeah. go, well, we don't really see Jedi down here. The only time you see them is when they're going underground to, per, you know, pursue a, a criminal or a bounty hunter or something like that. Um, which comes up later where Ahsoka reveals herself, right? And uses her power a little bit to help uh, Trace and the little Twi'lek, the young child Twi'lek, sees her. Yeah. And rec- kind of it shocks her and she's like, Oh my gosh, she's clearly doing something to lift this <laughs> right. load lifter right. back up. And it shocks her. So this kid has lived in a world where she's probably never seen a Jedi, maybe didn't even know what they were. Yeah. And it's, it kind of blew her mind and we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, you know, the Jedi order used to have a program. They'd go down to the bars and they'd get guys with antenna 
antenna coming out of their head that get them to get off death sticks. You know, right. they used to have a real big substance abuse. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. system, it's a drug uh, program down there. Dare program. Yeah, it's a dare yeah. program. Jedi, what, what, what are those uh, Law and Order Jedi Knight? You know, we don't 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 live PD. <laughs> right, right. They're just doing all this crazy stuff. But uh, you know what? You know, um, Josh, I saw in your notes, and I I I don't know why I skipped past this on my notes. Um, the actual name they actually named the level that they're on 1313 like which i thought was yeah. wild like when she said that i was like excuse me and i like rewound it <laughs> so it's like right right okay and dave throwing us a little bone that's you, you know? know that's it and and if if you're not familiar with why 1313 is kind of a, a it perks up the the ears a little bit is that you know lucasfilm was developing a game uh, video game called 1313 where they showed the underworld uh, or were supposed to show the underworld and what goes on there so here we are now season seven of clone wars and josh i don't remember when that when that game was being developed i, I know it was within the last decade but um yeah you know it's prior i think it was pr- right right prior to the disney purchase is when they were working yeah. on it um and yeah, it, it it definitely should have showed similar scenes of what we saw. Um, there are a lot of gamers who are frustrated that that game never got made. Much like um, Half Life Three, Half Life's another game um, that was rumored to always have an ending to it. But um, very passionate Star Wars fans, gamers want thirteen thirteen to be released. I mean, from what I know, it sounded pretty badass. Well, and and it, it literally does the some of the concept art and stuff for that game showed one of those uh, Coruscantian like pits like that, yeah. like the circle. So I mean, they I don't know if that's the only place that we've seen it before this, but like they're definitely pulling from that same some of that stuff from that same area. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's a nice nod. I really enjoyed that. Um, so here we are, level 1313. We got Trace and Ahsoka. They get shaken down by Pintu Beans. And, uh, you know, now we got to go find, um, what do we got to find? Uh, Rafa. So Trace's sister, Rafa. Ruff, Rafa around the edges. Uh, Rafa, <laughs> we find Rafa in the laundromat um, or whatever with an Endor, uh, uh, Endor soldier helmet. Uh, <laughs> looks like, yeah. I mean, take a look at it. I mean, it, it definitely is an Endor helmet, um, which does not fit in the timeline at all. But um, Rafa, I don't like Rafa. I'm just going to, I'm just going to IMO. I don't like uh, I don't like Rafa. Not one of my favorite characters. I don't I don't necessarily care for um, the attitude. I don't necessarily um, there's just something about her that is shifty. Now I think that Rafa will probably be a character that gets um, some love by the end of this arc. But right now she just came out the gate like super sketchy, super just something about her's off. Um, so Rafa, of course, is entangled in some like gangster stuff where she owes money and she's doing these illegal things or whatever. But man, it's a hard knock life on 1313. Just trying to get those credits, y'all, because everything, time is money. Everything's costing. It'll cost you, right? It'll cost you the constant theme. So, um, so here we are, you know, Rafa's getting Ahsoka and Trace into more nefarious schemes involving uh, binary load lifters. So this is kind of where I, <laughs> I kind of like, for me, the episode went from world building, right? And yeah. we were talking about Jedi stuff to like, am I watching Total Recall mixed with like Blade Runner mixed with like Fifth Element? What is going on here? It was like the, like a, a total, um, 
consolidation of all these different sci-fi movies for like the last 15 minutes of this episode. And I was just like, what is going on here? Um, but we get introduced to these binary load lifters, which, of course, if you're a Star Wars fan, you should remember binary load lifters qu- quite uh, quite well from this scene. Need is a droid who understands the binary language of moisture evaporators. Evaporators? Sir, my first job was programming binary load lifters, very similar to your evaporators in most respects. Can you speak, Bocce? Of course I can, sir. It's like a second language to me. I'm a All right, shut up. I'll take this. Shut up, sir. All right, shut up. That's one of my favorite uh, favorite moments. I love C-3PO, man. It's just Anthony Daniels is, is a legend. Yeah. But, uh, you know, here we are. We got... Now we're... Now Ahsoka and Trace are dealing with these binary load lifters, which are basically demolition droids. They're super they were scary. Second series, right? Or they yeah, were series two or something. Series two, which it were was... programmed for destruction or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and of course, like there's this weird thing going on with restraining bolts. I don't even like. I watched the episode twice, and. I don't know what I missed, but like, there's definitely a weird. There's like a lapse here. There, like, there's something cut out from this scene with these restraining bolts. So Ahsoka puts the restraining bolt on the middle droid, yes, and turns it on. Physically turns it on. Pushes yes. the button. Turns it on. Droid powers up. Caesar takes a swing at her. She hits the remote to power it down. They get to talking a little bit, and she remembers where she saw him. And then the other robot turns on on its own. It, then nobody <laughs> right. turned it on. Right. It just turned on on its on. own and just comes to life and starts. It looks at him and's like, "Oh, I'm gonna run away," and like just takes right. off out the bay. So I, for me, that was a big kind of lapse in uh, what they were doing. And then you know, I was talking to, to Josh before we started this when they're at the end after they get it and they get it back you know, they're still worried about him running away. And then her sister Rafa says, did you attach a restraining bolt to all three? And she said, she said, yes. And I'm like, well, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't you put didn't it on. No, like nobody even touched it. It came alive and it just ran off and wreaked havoc. So right. I, it, for me, that was a little discontinuity in the story and how that happened. So I'm glad you up. picked up on that. Cause I was definitely watching it and I was like, did I, did I miss something? And then I watched it again and I was like, no, I didn't yeah. miss anything. It's just not I had to there. Do it too. Like, <laughs> I was like, it just powered on. It it's super crazy. So of course, you know, now this, now this binary load lifter, who's actually a terrifying droid. If I saw that droid in real life, I would be panicked. Um, it is very tall. It is very, uh, fast. It is very aggressive. Um, and of course it starts wreaking havoc in the, uh, Coruscant underworld. It's slamming into walls. It's running through people. It's knocking speeders, doing all this crazy stuff. And of course, Ahsoka and Trace um, are chasing after it. But Ahsoka is letting Trace take the lead. Because as we know, if Ahsoka really wanted to demonstrate her power, she probably could have stopped this, this droid pretty quickly. But there's mm-hmm. a there's a pretty quick cutscene where uh, Trace is chasing after this droid and some type of like weird um, tow motor, like some Star Wars tow motor that has like a sidecar thing. I don't know, whatever. Um, but Ahsoka is kind of like giving her that look like, hmm... It's like kind of just assessing what Trace's skills are like. Um, mm-hmm. So almost like a coach. Um, you know, do you need me to step in? And of course, Ahsoka steps in. Um, and as any good action-adventure flick, um, you know, we get to a point where the the droid, the binary load lifter, is going to create some real havoc and kill a child. And um, Trace ends up 
hitting the nose, hit the nose, um, uh, taps the blue button on the, on the droid's face. And of course, uh, to me, a very humorous moment, the droid scales this like giant wall and almost kills a child. She finally hits the nose. There's this like little pause of like, oh, it's over. And then the droid starts tipping back slowly and you see Rafa like, oh, no, or Trace like, oh, no. Um, and that was actually pretty funny. It was well done, um, well executed in the cartoon. But, uh, you know, Ahsoka then catches the droid and the droid goes, you know, this is this whole thing. It's this whole she song and the dance. Force and, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's for me to, to do the Jedi reveal. Like she, you know, uh oh, uh, you might not want to do that. I don't know. Where's it going to go? But as um, far as we know, the only one that saw her was that little Twi'lek. There was possibly, nobody else that's possible. I mean, unless somebody was like, they re, you know, redo that scene oh. next week and somebody else is actually like spying on him. Rafa's but. pretty shifty, man. Rafa's in the shadows always. As yeah. Princess Leia, uh, Princess or sorry, General General Leia Organa in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, which I just watched yeah. over the over the weekend, uh, from the shadows, from the beginning. Uh, that's Rafa, man. That's she's a shifty character. So, um, yeah. All right. So, all right. They get the load lifter. He's like deactivated, and then Rafa sells the load lifters to a Twi'lek or something, right? Like. Am I missing that point? He sells she Rafa sells the Twi'lek, the load lifters for twice as much money or whatever she right. said, twice as much credits. And they're at this like fisherman's wharf eating like a lobster roll in wherever they're at. I didn't know that Coruscant Underworld had like a like a like a wharf. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm not talking about war from Star Trek here. I'm talking about like a legit like Fisherman's boat dock. Yeah. yeah. Like where they're, they're just sitting on a dock. And I was like, what the, f- what is happening here? Like I'm all for world building, but someone explained to me how the hell they get a body of water. Uh, is it on the, is it on the surface level? Is it underground still in like a cave? I, dude, I, someone come out with the schematics for Coruscant, please. Um, let's get the math going. Let's see what's happening here. Um, but I want to see some schematics for this. Um, I would be- say though that that scene, the restaurant scene at the end where it's Ahsoka and Trace though. Yeah. I, I actually really liked the music in the background of that scene. Um, to, to me, it sounded very like eighties movie. Hey, the crisis or the event, the main event happening in the middle of the movie is resolved. We're now at the end. We're having our conversation. Yeah. It was very much like the cars kind of backbeat, um, like dun, 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 dun. Yeah, this yeah. kind of voice that just sounded like the cars or the cure over top of it. And I was like, to me, it was just very eighties reminiscent totally. of those kind of movies. And like, you know, the, like they're having that scene, um, Molly Ringwald and the, I can't <laughs> yeah, remember right. the dude's names, like they're talking. Right. And it's just yeah. that music that's playing in the background. So I, I, that part I actually enjoyed and I enjoyed the music of it. Um, but that was about it was it was also pretty it was a pretty scene you got to see all the yeah. billboards in the background all the bright colors um which i definitely appreciated from revenge of the sith you know um when they showed the coruscant underworld and you had all these bright neons and really visual striking things so yeah we got to see that theme carry over um into this episode um but you know the other the last piece of this story 
is they introduce this Twi'lek, this ran this this new character, this Twi'lek, who, as we know, Pinto Beans is probably just like a low level. Um, you know, he's like the mini boss. We all like right. we've seen this in movies before, where they always send like the like the mid level thug, the guy who like actually completed a few missions. They send him to like go clean up and collect a couple credits, but you know the strings are being pulled by someone else and. Um, I, my money is on this Twi'lek that they reference. You know, Ahsoka was going to walk away from Trace at the end. She's like, I gotta go do my own thing. You know damn well that's not going to be the case. Um, this Ahsoka, Trace, Rafa, um, you know, triangle here, they're going to be a team or a tandem to go after this Twi'lek. So, is there anything else you guys want to cover in the story that I miss? I know there's one thing I want to talk about, but um, it's not necessarily, not necessarily story-wise, but anything from the story that uh, we want to cover real quick. I just, for me, no. it was... It, oh. it, no, no, you're, you're good. <laughs> it, it, for me, it was just, it seemed odd, because, you know, even she's, Ahsoka at one point says um, she needs to get out of here. Like, right. she's down in 1313. She's like, no, I just need to get out of here. Well, why did you go down there to begin with if you, like, she should have just left world. Yeah, she should have just gone just left. off Coruscant. So, I, I guess... Unless there's something underlying there where the force maybe was guiding her down there for a specific reason, she just has not realized that. Oh, good point. Um, good point. That's, yeah. But for me, I'm like, if if you needed to get away from Coruscant, why did you go down into the underworld? Why didn't you just leave? So maybe, and I know we talked about it last week, was who we might see down there. Maybe an yeah. Asajj appearance or something like that. Another force user. Yeah. Yep. That maybe something is connecting them, and that's why she went down there. So. So I don't know. I don't know. All right. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, since Josh, you don't have anything to uh, chime in on the story wise. One thing that I saw in your notes that I definitely, I mean, it was like the, literally the first thing I wrote down watching this episode. Um, I, I also look at background characters just cause I'm a star Wars fan. I like to see what's in the background. Is there a cameo? Do we see something cool for whatever reason on this episode, they featured, uh, walrus man as our vintage toy collectors like myself uh ponda baba's original name was walrus man for the kenner uh toy series so we saw two different iterations of walrus man in this i mean it is to the t he is decked out in kenner total um his total costume is straight from the straight from the kenner figure uh and then we see the kenner version of greedo which is hilarious to me because the kenner version of greedo is so awful i mean i love it just let's be clear i'm a vintage collector um but it's not anything like Greedo from the movies, but they put him in this episode. So very fun, very subtle Easter egg if you watch the background. The first appearance of Walrus Man, a.k.a. Ponda Baba, is when Ahsoka's speeder bike goes out in the tunnel, and then Ponda Baba shows up again um, at the end after... Um, after Ahsoka grabs the load lifter, um, you'll see you'll see him in the background, and then the Greedos are just kind of interspersed throughout the uh, the episode. But it's just really funny. Um, it, you know, I'm glad you picked up on that too, Josh. It was kind of goofy. Well, and also the um, original Ithorian. Uh, the hammerhead was there too, with with looking like the figure, the the same oh, outfit really? as the figure too. Oh. Yeah, he was with the was he, he wearing was the with blue, Walrus Man, the blue yeah. uh, singlet. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I gotta. Oh, okay. I'll go back and look at that because they definitely have put hammerheads in through all of the Clone Wars series. But it would be really cool. I'll go back and check out that that weird like turquoise blue singlet that they put him in, which is hilarious because it's nothing like how he shows up in the cantina in A New Hope. Um, so that's hilarious. All right, let's uh, guys. You know, if there's nothing else, let's go ahead and talk about what we think is going to happen going forward. People are coming on us. The galaxy is coming on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Oh, really? You're cold? I never get over that clip. It's the best. <laughs> I love Han Solo. I know. Oh, my God. All right. So here's what I think is going to happen, guys. I, listen, I already... I kind of already want to just get this arc over with. Um, I mean, I, I know that I'll probably get beat up for saying that, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I um, I just want to get to the siege. I, I could just tell that this that this arc, unless there's some major surprise in this arc, I think it's just a filler arc. There's no real... And I might eat my words. I definitely might eat my words next week. But um, I think really the only major thing I can think of... As far as um, what what we're gonna see is that Rafa um, might seem like the enemy now, or seem like a villain now. But I think Rafa is gonna sacrifice herself um, to save Ahsoka. I think that we're gonna we're gonna build up so much hatred towards Rafa, but it's gonna come to the point where Rafa sacrifices herself to save Ahsoka, um, or or turns on Ahsoka and Trace to help the Twi'lek. But in in return, um, Ahsoka gets Trace off the planet uh, in an episode gone without a trace, um, which would be the final episode of this. No, I'm just I'm messing around, man. Get it? Because this episode's gone with a trace. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I know. It's I know. hard to believe, though, that it, we are in the last season of Clone Wars and the arc in the middle would be a throwaway arc. I can't imagine like four episodes of this is just going to be a throwaway. It's a lot maybe, of episodes. Maybe, but to me, like the end of this episode seemed very different than the end of all of the, well, at least the first three of the Bad Batch. Yeah. Because at the end of the first three of the Bad Batch, you knew there was a continuation that was going to happen. Right. Because they had to, you know, they got Echo and then they used Echo and then they uh, helped Echo, you know, move on. There was a, at least like a continuation, or you knew it. At the end of this one, I felt very much like that was the end. Like you, you stopped the load lifters. You're having brunch on the pier. You know, you're all good. Like, yeah, what's happening? You know what I mean? So for me, I, I just it was hard to believe that that was the, you know, there was a continuation of it. Or so I, to me, I felt like the end, but maybe there's something I'm missing in it that will extend it for the other four. But I can't believe it would be a throwaway in, in the last season of Clone Wars. That's what I'm saying. I think there's probably going to be some type of surprise in this, or we're going to get another major character involved in this somehow, or maybe um, you know her Jedi exploits get her found, and now she's being chased again. You know, we might get one of those arcs where. Um, you know, we get an episode where the, she gets chased by the Coruscanti underground police, which have a great uniform, by the way. I would love to see a yeah. cosplayer of a Coruscanti underground police. Um, but yeah, who knows, man? I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, Josh, what do you think is going to happen uh, in this arc here? Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> no, Got no, no, no. So, well, well, yeah. Um, 
so obviously I think we're going to have a series of events that reveals um, Ahsoka's true nature, um, her Jedi-ness, or her, yeah. for, I guess she is not a Jedi, her Force abilities to to Trace. Yeah. I'm not sure how that'll go. Um, either Trace turns on her or Trace then learns that maybe her feelings about the Jedi aren't super accurate. Um, and then I feel like the Twi'lek is working for whoever the big bad in this um, arc's going to be. And in all seriousness, I think Boba Fett could be linked in here somewhere because he was supposed to be the protagonist of that game, 1313. Really? So you think that Boba... I mean, just being very... It's possible. I'm... No, like in a non-trolly way. Yeah, I, I that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think it's him. The, so since you painted it like that, I can I can also see that happening. What about Lux Bonteri? We think that Lux Bonteri's pulling the strings of this Twi'lek, uh, Ahsoka's love interest. Uh, you know, oh, could bring back a little Lux. Maybe Lux has Boba Fett's armor, and that's how Boba Fett gets it. Um, you know, Lux is super rich; he can afford some Mandalorian armor. Um, and then Boba Fett snakes it from him. I don't know. Is Lux even alive at this point? I totally lost track of him. He's one of those characters that I'm just like, oh, whatever. I think know. he is. I don't know. Probably. Probably. <laughs> but no, I, Josh, I think that there is some credibility to that. I also don't think that that's a troll comment uh, as much as I would love to troll uh, the Boba Fett and keep that going. But um, for real, though, I mean, that is a possibility. It could be Cad Bane, too. Mm. And I say that be only because... He's a popular character, and I think that it's more likely for him to have underlings of some sort than Boba. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's possible. It has a little network. Yeah. Well, you let's not forget, Boba's in a little network as it is with Aura Singh and Boss that's true. and uh, Dengar. That's true. Um, who knows? Who knows? I, I, that's a good point. I actually am happy you brought that up, because now my brain can start uh, hoping for something like that. Because as it sits right now, I'm like... Ooh, I don't know if I could take three more episodes of Trace and uh, Rafa. Yeah. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. I got a really good feeling about this. Well, guys, it's been a blast. Um, for real, thank you for talking Star Wars with me. Uh, needed it. I needed the break. I needed the the mental health relaxation of talking about Star Wars with you guys. As oh, much yeah. as I, as much as it cost me um, to do it, um, you know, <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, so thank you, and hopefully, all of our Star Wars friends around the world listening to us right now, um, you know, have found some peace or some type of distraction to make them feel good. Of course, hit us up, please. Um, this is—I'm not joking when I say we read everything. We want to get you on the show. If you want to send us in a voice clip, um, show at StarWarsFriends.com. I would definitely love to hear from you guys, and any messages we can pass along would be would be fantastic. So please don't hesitate to hit us up in this in this uh, weird time. Uh, that we're all experiencing together. So, um, you know, once again, I don't know what the future is going to hold for us. I would love to do more shows than than once a week, um, maybe to, to kind of give people more content to listen to. We got the YouTube channel, so we'll see what's going on. Shoot us some suggestions. Our Twitter band should be dropped a day after this episode releases, so you can uh, get us on Twitter. Um, 
at SW Friend Show. So please do that. Um, I want to give a shout out again to at Rebel Art Empire, at Spice Tag, and at Fulcrum Dawn. Please support the makers. This is a very important time right now to support all businesses, definitely small businesses, and those people affected by um, by this economic uncertainty that we're at right now. So, um, anyone you guys want to shout too. out? Well, on top of that, if you're a small vendor and you've got a craft, find a way to reinvent that craft. If you're mm. a tattoo artist, if you can do prints, like drawings, yeah. like artistic drawings, and you want to sell them, hey, if you got some cool Star Wars stuff, I'm, I'd probably buy. So Yeah, we love <laughs> I, art. I, if I can't get out to the tattoo shop because they're closed right now, that's fine. But if you could do like drawings and color them in or whatever, I'm totally on board with that. Reinvent your craft. Hell Yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to Nerd Matters. Oh, okay. I I ordered a, I ordered a couple things from them last week. I got that. Uh, uh, well, you know, I, we're we're trying to close the show, so I won't go through. I ordered a couple things, and they sent me a bunch of extra shit. Oh, too. really? So yeah. Oh, good for them. So. Super sweet. Okay. Super great customer service there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, and I shouted out Nerd Matters on a previous episode uh, with the Jar Jar, the Ahmed Best uh, Jar Jar mocap pin, which I still have right here uh, on my desk. That <laughs> It's super cool. Um, so that's a fun one from them. Yeah, that's great. No, Nerd Matters is cool. Justin, anyone you want to shout out in particular? Not today, no. I think I'm okay. good. Just stay safe and healthy, everybody. Yeah, I want to shout out Kyle and Vic, uh, our Star Wars friends on the show here, our, our close friends of the Force. Um, you know, I know they're not on the episode today, but definitely thinking about them, and uh, can't wait to talk Star, Star Wars with those dudes soon. Um, and I can't wait to do our Rise of Skywalker recap show. That's going to be a feisty one. That might be a two-parter. That might be a two-parter. I cannot wait to dive back into that. So, real quick, is yeah, we are trying to get out of here. Did either of you watch the Rise of Skywalker this past week? I did not know. Waiting for, waiting for physical copy. Oh, you still have not given in. Um, my my quick spoiler free review that I that I want to just kind of tease for our Rise of Skywalker recap is that I have found after reading the book and listening to the audiobook that the movie experience is infinitely better, and it definitely. I wish that that novelization would have dropped back in December because I would have probably seen in the, I would have seen this movie in the theater at least two or three more times. Um, so that's kind of the experience that I had rewatching it because it put a lot of context in the movie. So if you're out there and you're like, hey, I don't, I'm kind of on the fence about Rise of Skywalker. Go out and get the Ray Carson novelization. Go listen to the audiobook. It will definitely make your experience better. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of the sequel trilogy, so don't get that twisted. I just think that the movie's better with this, uh, with the novelization and audiobook. So go fills ahead. in the gaps. Yeah, it fills in a lot of gaps. Go treat yourself. Um, go laugh at Beaumont's ridiculous comments. Dude's such a wiener. Um, you know, you'll probably have the same thoughts I do. But anyways, guys, no, thank you so much for having this show today with with uh with me and let you know this letting me kind of just just be myself for for an hour it felt We're great good. thank you because <laughs> now i have to go back to work after this so um Everyone out there, we th- we're, we care about you. We think about you. We're all in this together. The Star Wars community is positive and strong, and we want to be we want to be there for when you need us. Uh, so hit us up at SW Friend Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can uh, email the show show at StarWarsFriends.com. We really want to hear from you. You can hit me up at Known as Chris on Twitter. Where can they find you guys? I'm Josh, and I'm Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. 
I'm Justin. You can find me on Twitter at IamTheBendu. Awesome. All right. Well, in the immortal words of Trace, it'll cost you. No, of course. As always. <laughs> no, may the force be with y'all. Always. Peace, y'all. Hey, friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you. Thank you.